0: Today we're tackling the age-old question: Is it okay for a Christian to date a non-Christian? Man, I hear this question so much from, especially from high school, college, and adults as well. In fact, in yeah. adulthood, it can be even tougher. As you get a little bit older, you're away from that time of like, oh, I have so much time to get married to start thinking, maybe I should date someone who's non-Christian. A, a perfect mm-hmm. person comes along, that fits every, checks every box for you but they're just not a Christian. How should we approach that? So Mikey, you're going to give us wisdom on this, Lord willing. Can we start with a clear yes or no on this question?
1: Yes. So I think with this question, the Bible does give us clarity, clear yes or no. Just to start, the answer is that Christians should not date non-Christians. Okay. Okay. So a
0: controversial claim. If somewhat controversial.
1: Yep. I will try to support that. But I think the reason this question is asked so much is because there is kind of stakes that people want to get married and feel like maybe their options are limited yeah. or just because they're already attached to someone that's not a Christian. And I mean, there's a lot of emotional investment that comes with that. And it's hard to hear that you shouldn't date that person. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I think this question is is pretty clear, but it's It's one thing to understand it, and it's another thing to obey it. Good, yeah.
0: So give us some clear reasoning, biblically speaking, on why a Christian should not date a non-Christian. Yeah. So um,
1: basically I think the best way to answer this question is just to specifically address. There's three main reasons that people give why uh, dating a non-Christian could be okay or three different scenarios in which it's okay. And so... We'll just take a look at each of the three scenarios and we'll show how Scripture teaches that actually it's not okay still, unfortunately, for Good. you. Good.
0: So what's the first scenario?
1: So the first scenario is someone saying, I'm just going to be dating for fun. I'm not intending on marrying this person, but I just want to get to know them and have fun yep. and stuff like that.
0: No big deal. What's, what's the big deal? Yeah. So Let's what's not freak out deal? about it. We're just going out to coffee. I'm just getting to know this person, right? We're just right. making out. No big deal. No big deal.
1: Just make <laughs> it out. So the problem with this is it kind of is a totally wrong way of viewing dating as a whole, regardless of whether you're dating a Christian or a non-Christian. So even if you're dating another Christian person, your intention shouldn't be I'm just doing this for fun. Because yeah. um, the Bible's precedent is that there's only there's only there's no dating. It's explicitly stated in the Bible. There's only people that are not married, so single people. Ooh, okay, and people that are married, so married people. Yeah, and so there's not this in between place where they're supposed to exist, this ongoing romantic relationship um, outside of marriage, where people are making out, as you said, or becoming closer romantically in that way without any intention of being yeah. married. What about so,
0: Ruth and Boaz? Isn't that well, can't, isn't that a book on dating? Can we? Unfortunately that one is not a book on dating because okay. they get married. They do. Actually pretty quickly.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, fairly quickly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Touché. Touché. So, it's and there is something to say about okay, so like Jacob loved Rachel mm-hmm. and so he worked 7 years for her but that's that wasn't they weren't having sex for the
0: seven years before they yeah. got married, yeah, or they, just yeah, kind of a aimless romantic, even right. without like sexual impurity, just kind of like oh, we're just kind of right. drifting along. You hear that a lot in pop culture, like I don't want things serious, right? Well, and that's kind of a problem, biblically speaking. Yeah, Jacob was very serious. He worked yeah. for seven years to marry her, and
1: so there's clear intention that the the goal what we're moving towards is marriage. And so if that's not part of your intention, then you're dating for the wrong reason, whether that's a Christian or a non-Christian. Yeah. So it's good. dating good. non-Christians still not. Yeah, and you're
0: not saying at yeah. all that you can't, you know, kind of feel something out, get to know someone, have coffee, and it's not like Uber Uber serious. But the intention yeah. behind that should always be to kind of figure out is this person the person I would want to be with, right? Right. So you might start off very casual, very light, yeah. to f- to figure out do you want to start getting more serious? Yeah. You don't have to jump in and be like, okay, we have a timeline. Three months from we'll now, get we'll, we'll be on married. The second yeah. date. <laughs> it's like, well, that's really foolish as well, I think. But yeah, absolutely. but absolutely. But to say what you're saying is there's always an intention there. It's always moving in one direction. Right. It can't. It can't not move toward that direction. Right.
1: Yeah, just not. It's not remaining in this one place without any intention. So,
0: and how many people have you known? I know I know a lot of people who started dating for fun, no big deal, get off my back, and then ended up getting married Mm -hmm. or having a kid with this person or something very serious. Right, right. That that often happens.
1: Yeah. So, um, so that's first reason is uh, you can't be dating just for fun without any intention of moving towards marriage, whether it's a Christian or non-Christian. So that's one. The second reason is. Well, okay, so if I can't date a non-Christian just for funsies, can I do it intending to marry them?
0: Yeah. Hey, I'm not messing around. I'm a serious person. I want to find someone to marry. And and often I've, I see this, like I said, with people who, you know, around here in Santa Cruz, less than 5% of people are Christian. Mm-hmm. And even those 5% that claim to be Christian, many of them are not mature and not serious in their faith so if someone's a christian they might say look there's just no options around but i i met this guy or i met this girl and she's she's got all the same values and she wants to be you know have kids and all this stuff but she's just not a christian so it's like look there's all these things that are good why should her not being a christian or him not being a christian why should that be be a, a deal breaker
1: well, it's a deal breaker because the Bible says we should not marry non-Christians. Okay. Pretty explicitly. Prove that. So the most common passage to turn to is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, uh, which says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Uh, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? And so that passage isn't explicitly referring to marriage, but it is talking about partnership with other people that aren't Christians that could lead you to be unequally yoked, so basically being dragged places that you wouldn't want to be dragged, and what partnership in your life is more significant than marriage?
0: Yeah, it's certainly talking about more than marriage, but not less than marriage. Definitely not less. I mean, marriage is the most significant way two people are yoked together, Mm -hmm. in fellowship and in partnership.
1: Right, so, I mean, if you're marrying... A non-christian, you're unequally yoking yourself because you, I think people will know this just by experience, but when you date someone or when you m- marry someone, you become like them in a lot yeah. of ways. The things they love, you start to love. The things that they want to do, you start to like doing oftentimes. And the things they think, you start to think. And so if this non-christian person seems to line up on so many of your values and things like that, fundamentally, they really don't line up on what should be most fundamental about you, yeah. which is your love for Christ and your devotion to serving him. So, I mean, if if you unequally yoke yourself with someone who doesn't love God, you might not love God either eventually.
0: And explain that yeah. unequally yoke, that metaphor. Yeah. Because even sorry. that language is kind of a little old-fashioned. Yeah, 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 So uh,
1: a yoke is basically a wooden, uh, I guess, Thing that you attach harness to to two oxen who are both trying to plow a field or something, and so if you're unequally yoked, that basically means one oxen is stronger than another or wanting to do something else than the other one, so they're trying to go off one direction, and that forces the other one to follow it.
0: Yeah. So it points to that reality of two people bound together for a common purpose, but they're not going the same direction, they're not of the same strength, and this causes huge problems. And, of course, that's small compared to marriage, raising kids. I often have this conversation of, is this someone that you would want to raise children with? Do you want them to be that person who's with your kids hours a day influencing their future? And I know that's not like a fun thing to consider when you're dating. You just want to have fun. But are you want to be with someone that makes you feel happy or whatever? But these are it's foolish to not think of those things. And I, I thought immediately of Ephesians 2, 1, where it's mm-hmm. it says, you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. And it gives this pretty stark description of what it means to be a non-Christian. And but at the fundamental level, it's being spiritually dead. It's having no spiritual life. So if you say someone checks all the boxes they're just not a believer, I mean, then they're missing the most fundamental thing, right? The most fundamental thing you're saying, you don't have any connection because they are dead in an area where you are alive. So this is not a minor thing, and it's not something that you can push to a corner. This is going to change everything about your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's so it's so important to be honest about that from the beginning.
1: Yeah, I mean, and God definitely takes this issue seriously. I mean, there's in the Old Testament, basically marrying foreign women who worship different gods is like synonymous with apostatizing yourself. Yeah, and so in Deuteronomy yeah. chapter seven. God commands in the law not to intermarry with the people in Canaan. And then we see in Judges that they don't destroy the people when they come across the Jordan, and they intermarry with them, and they're doing what's right in their own eyes, and they're apostatizing. And then King Solomon marries all these foreign women, and it says in 1 Kings 11 that it was because of these foreign women that Solomon basically went astray. He he went after their gods because of his foreign wives. And that never
0: ceases to amaze me. The wisest man to ever live was drawn away from God because of romance, because of marriage. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, if that doesn't shock you and and humble you in terms of how you're going to approach dating, I don't know what else will. Because you're not as smart as Solomon. You don't have the, the wisdom Solomon did. Right. You're never going to write books of scripture. And yet he fell away, at least for a season, mm-hmm. uh, and caused great damage to many people because of these relationships. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's opposing what scripture
1: teaches to date a non-christian i would say it's also it's terrible for the future just thinking about raising children things like that it's also just dangerous for your faith personally to yoke yourself with someone that could have this influence that is really negative yeah and so um yeah basically i think the scripture is pretty clear that you shouldn't date a non-christian but it's as I said at the beginning, it's one thing to understand it and another thing to obey it. So um, even in your circumstance, um, you're attached to someone or you're not sure about your the possibility of you being married in the future, even those things don't give you license to disobey what God says
0: in Scripture. Yeah, so, yeah. that's good. So what's yeah. the third scenario or reason people give for dating non-Christians?
1: Third scenario is probably the most common reason uh, most Christians will give and that is because they're dating okay not not for fun not I mean kind of for marriage but they're dating for evangelism
0: because mm-hmm. they they're yeah.
1: dating this person hoping that they will eventually become a Christian and then they'll marry them
0: the old flirt and convert classic yeah so, yeah and we saw it a lot yeah. in youth ministry mm-hmm. I'll be honest sometimes people got converted it, it did happen but so why if if you know pragmatically saying it's it, it has happened. You know, I've had friends whose parents tell their stories, and it's like one was not a Christian, mm-hmm. they, one became a Christian. So why if it works, why, why not do it? Yeah. So, I mean, um, I think it is important to say that God is
1: totally capable of using a relationship like this to bring someone to the kingdom. However, it is ignoring what we already said about why you shouldn't date a non-Christian in the first place. Um, and I would also say it's not the most conducive environment for evangelism anyways. And so it's it's better yeah, yeah. if you care about this person want them to come to faith to do that in a non-romantic context yeah. than in a dating context. That's a great
0: point. I, yeah. I often wonder that. Yeah. How would this person have come to faith? What would that have looked like? Would they have come to faith sooner if there hadn't been this relationship? Right. Because... I often have spoken to people about this and and the attitude I get in response, like if I'm talking to a young man who's dating a non-Christian young woman, for example, and I say, this is not right. You should not be dating this person. You guys are fundamentally different. The response is often, well, why do you think that she's a bad person? Why do you (laughs) think she's less? Why do you think she's the problem? And I'm like, well, let me just be clear. She's not the problem if she's a non-Christian. You're the problem. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing in dating someone who's a non-Christian is you're saying, "Yeah, I'll go. I'll have a relationship with you if you change something fundamental about yourself mm-hmm. that you have no power, ultimately speaking, to change." I mean, that's putting a a huge, you know, uh, stipulation yeah. on the relationship, and it's not yeah. fair. You don't date someone. You know, it's, it'd be like dating someone and saying, "I'm going to date you." And I'll keep dating you as long as you just get plastic surgery and just fix this. Yeah, yeah. If you could just the nose and the just kind of all of it, make it better. Mm-hmm. Well, no person in the right mind would date someone like that. It's so insulting because you don't love the person for who they are. And it's the same right. with this: is you you want to change something much bigger than just their appearance. You want to you want to change their soul. Now, it's a good desire to see someone converted. That's right. different from the physical stuff, mm-hmm. I guess, but. But that's not an okay thing to put the relationship, to hang it on. Right, It's just not fair to do to somebody.
1: Yeah, and I mean also just you have no way of controlling that because ultimately God is the one yeah. who's doing it. So you could be dating this person for 10 years hoping someday that they'll be converted, but there's no guarantee that they will. And yeah. so that's it's kind of just a foolish thing to do in that context as well. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, another aspect of it is just... Oh, gosh, I'm lost. Uh, well, I was going to say, yeah.
0: you know, I, I do think that you could you could wait on God's timing. So let's say you meet someone and you're like, this person's incredible. This person's amazing. Right. I want to date them, but they're just not a Christian. Well, maybe that's God calling you to wait, mm-hmm. to, to treat them simply as a friend and not, you know, step yeah. into that realm and to pray for their salvation and to witness to them. And to see if they come to faith, yeah, right. So they, obviously, nothing wrong with being friends with non-believers. In fact, we're commanded to yeah. <laughs> be. So maybe you you wait and you see if God really is working in their heart. Then that would show you the way forward, right? And if they don't, if they're living for the world, then I would hope as a Christian you're going to slowly say, "Yeah, this is not attractive to me." Yeah, because I don't want to live like that. Yeah. So it's often, just waiting, being patient—that's a—it's a fruit of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. It's a virtue. Yep it can it can solve so many problems in that regard. Yeah, I mean another idea too is connecting
1: this person of the opposite sex with some a friend of yours of the opposite sex that can be someone who intentionally works in their life oh, the with the same sex as them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, same sex as them that can influence them hopefully and I mean as a friend basically and hope that they will come to faith and that would kind of remove any romantic tension or possibility yeah. with that relationship, you know? Um, and I mean, one thing I also, I wanted to say is it, that pressure you were talking about to change someone fundamentally, it also might produce a danger of someone having a sort of false conversion yeah. by for the sake of being with you. I'll say I'm a Christian without actually having that heart change that is necessary.
0: Yeah. And we've seen that, yeah. you know, in, in, in youth ministry and beyond. Yeah. You know, cause I did the youth ministry for a very long time, but you'll see that of someone going, oh yeah, okay, there's this is awesome guy, and all I have to do is, you know, kind of go along with the program, and hey, people are kind of speaking in this way, so I'll speak in that way. That's very, it's very dangerous, and unfair, and it, it leads to, you know, bad things, obviously, because no, we don't want anyone to be pretending to be someone to put on a mask. Right. To follow Jesus. So, Again, I've seen it work out and it, like you're saying, just because something just because God in his mercy will use a bad action for good doesn't mean we should do bad actions in the future. Right. Right? Jo- Joseph's brothers sold him to slavery and God saved the world through that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we should sell our brothers into slavery. You know? <laughs> right. I, sh- I sure hope not. So, so yes, yeah, so that's not how we view Morality or ethics? Yeah,
1: um, That's a great point. And so, I mean, with that, that's the kind of the three reasons why people say you should date or you can date non Christians. But and hopefully, we've shown that that's not the case. But I kind of want to look at just positively speaking why dating a Christian as a Christian is so much better yeah. than dating a non Christian. And so, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this: is the fact that your convictions, your life goals, the things you love most will line up. I mean, we'll line up with someone who's a Christian far better than anyone who's not a Christian because what's most fundamental about your life should be your devotion to Christ and your love for Him and your love yeah. for His people. And so if that is something that you have a conviction about, that's something you should be looking for in a future spouse, hopefully, and that's something you guys can encourage each other with that would not be possible with a non-Christian. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. And there's there's so many things that, that are valuable in you know someone you want to marry but you have to prioritize the most important things right right and I think God's made us in a way where we can be attracted to a, a range of people mm-hmm. it's not as if someone has to be fit in this exact description um, you know physically speaking I'm, I'm, I'm saying but the spiritual things are things that we shouldn't compromise on right that we, we could say uh, over time I'm, I'm more and more attracted to this person physically because of who they are in, in, you know, in their godliness and their seeking after God and all those things. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a a huge, huge thing to consider as well. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, so negatively speaking, all those reasons were bad reasons. Positively speaking, dating a Christian is much better. So last encouragement I leave you with is trust God, trust his word, and don't date the non-Christian who you're thinking about dating or you are dating. And so uh, my encouragement is just Matthew six thirty three: Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and the rest of these things will be added to you. Yep. And so that could be a godly spouse in the future. That could mean a blessed life of singleness, as we've talked about in previous videos. Um, and so just my encouragement is that you would value God and trust him, and you would be content and joyful with whatever God's given you. But, um, yeah, it doesn't that's going to be the case regardless of whether you – um have a marriage with a christian spouse or not and dating a non christian is not going to solve all your problems so might make more of them actually <laughs>